Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a episode 538 for November 19th, 2018. Happy Turkey Week, y'all. It's Thanksgiving this week. Unless you're part of the Commonwealth, in which case... I mean, unless you're, unless you're part of the Communists. That's fair. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. You notice never notice how much red is on the Canadian flag? That's right, communism. Uh, on the show this week, we've got... Communism. <laughs> We've got Comrade Anthony. <laughs> comrade. Comrade. Hello. Hello, brethren. Oh, I shoot bird bang. Ah, uh, we also have the wombat. Yo. What's <laughs> Unfortunately, Drew is gone again, and um, it's even more unfortunate because he's playing all the fucking games that are new. <laughs> To talk about, so I apologize in advance that we will not have any Fallout 76 or Battlefield 5 discussion. From the sounds of at least one of the the reaction of one of those games, not missing much. I'm not going to say which one. You know which one. Come on, the internet's all about it. There's like 3,000 YouTube videos about how Fallout 76 is the worst game ever made. I've actually heard not like amazing things about Battlefield, but at the same time I've heard it's Battlefield, which I like, so... Yeah, it's Battlefield. I'm sure it's going to be... Quality. I, I, It's the only game in the main first-person shooters that uh, I think could pull off a um, Battle Royale mode without compromising its own identity. So... I don't know. It's Battlefield. Like I said, I booted it up and played through the first like little tutorial mission and then I was like, yep, it's one of them. Moving on. But anyway, let's talk about what we have played amongst uh, the brethren on the show today. We'll start with Mr. Anthony. Have you played anything exciting? Yeah, well, uh, I have played things exciting. Let me start with the non-exciting thing. So, Bill back Ed. in May-ish, uh, give me a second, I can find out... By the way, Jay has officially said he's going to let fate decide he's going to flip a coin. Oh, okay. That's in reference to VR. Yeah, everybody. he's buying a VR. He just flipped it. It was heads. He's going to buy it. Ah. Wow. <laughs> shout, um, out, shout out to Jay. Welcome to the VR world at 199 Yeah, can't beat that price. And, and there's a lot of quality stuff on there. Well, supposedly um, the best game is in that bundle, which is Astrobot. Um, I've heard, yeah. Um, I have not played I mean, that yet. I hooked mine up this play morning. Resident Evil 7. <sighs> but I've already bought VR. that game. I'd have to buy it again. Maybe for 
I have it for Xbox, so mm. I, I just I think it's the I think it's nice that you have the full choice of playing that in VR or not. I wouldn't. It's scary. Um but uh it is it's, it's great in VR. Like it doesn't it, I didn't have any issues walking around. I was just like, Yep, nope, this is uncomfortable. It's like, got that it's of... got that clicky turn, right? Yeah, it doesn't it's not too bad in that game though. In other games it's pretty rough. Um but in that game it felt okay. I don't know. It, it seems like the the amount of seconds it takes to do it and stuff can alter that whole thing. VR is still in its infancy, so you know it's not going to be perfect. But yeah, uh, and like that game, you can get for dirt cheap too. So I just don't know if I want to buy it again. I still need to see it so that I know whether VR will even work for me before I. Well, uh, are you talking about like motion sickness or? No, I have a. Um... Uh, lazy eye mm. and so a lot of 3d stuff doesn't really work for me and um like uh, magic eye stuff and that kind of oh. stuff doesn't really work for me because my brain doesn't work right hmm. um so i don't know if vr will work for me or not i'd like to see it and see if it will it's really cool when it works yeah it, it really is like it was not worth four and five hundred dollars when it launched but Having experienced the Oculus, and now you know I got a PSVR. I think two hundred dollars is such a sweet spot for that stuff because there is some really genuinely cool stuff in VR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the first game I played, just because I haven't forgotten where I was, uh, was uh, Adventure Times: Pirates of Inchiridion. I- I- I'm not sure how to really pronounce that. Still. Oh yeah, um, Inchiridion. Inchiridion. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, so I asked for that game back in July before it came out, and we got a code for it. What October? Excuse me. I think so. Finally booted that up. Um, that game should be better. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Should it? Yeah, you know why? Because, uh, and I know it's kind of unfair because uh, the developer is Climax Studios, and I'm about to compare them to Way Forward. Um, I'm not sure what else Climax has done, but um, uh, it's... Climax is that wi- uh, old studio that did a lot of... Um, Silent Hill Origins and... Uh, like a lot of really weird offshoot shattered games. Shattered yeah. Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning, apparently. Um, I just purchased Doom VFR. Nice. Damn. So... The Adventure Time Pirates of uh, I'm not repeating that Adventure Time Intrudian um, baby I'm not I listen no we already know listen I can't say m- melee right are we gonna really trust me with this right, did you really just say melee don't do it I said melee don't do it that time almost you said, said it right true um so yeah this game should be better because the DS games there was one that was based looked like the Zelda 2 on, um, that's, uh, Hey Ice King, Why Are You Stealing Our Garbage? I think. And then, um, there was one that played, like, Zelda. There were some really good Adventure Time games, and I'm not fully engaged with Adventure Time, the show. Um, I know of it. I've watched a little bit of it. Um, this game looks pretty. This game looks like a pretty accurate 3D representation of the characters. Um, but this game came out in July, and there's no reason in, uh, November... Why I should be falling through the environment, which think, happened. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that game was ex- crashed. Don't think at that one was point. excusable in 2014, let alone. 
You're absolutely correct, November. but th- this is now something that can be patched um, and should have been patched quickly, and it's months after. Oh, that game uh, That game hasn't been patched. Nobody's patching that game. So, so <laughs> it's an RPG, um, like with standard JRPG sort of battle system, uh, where they've renamed everything to make it very Adventure Time-esque. Um, you don't die, you have some other sort of status ailment that they call it, where you basically knock the enemies over, even though some of them explode. So, they ain't living. Um, you don't... How do I start? Where do I start? So the world's been flooded, and it's kind of this interesting story of the world... The Ice Kingdom has melted completely, and you're sailing around. Um, there's an overworld that's fully 3D that you can explore. Um, and you have the standard battle system. That's all pretty normal. The thing is, is you don't buy equipment for your characters. What you do is you have to upgrade each part of them so they'll level up by battling. But they don't level up in their stat. Like, their stats don't increase. It increases the amount maximum that you can pour into a stat. So what you have to do is pour money into, like, I want a health upgrade. You have to pay for each health upgrade. And it's not like I get to pay to be level 3. No, I have to pay, 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 pay. And then I'm at fully maximum level 3 health. And that's for every stat. Attack, defense, like... So what ends up happening is you battle, you get a little bit of money, but then you're running around like a game, smashing everything to get as much cash as possible. But then you also have to buy items. There are special attacks are based off of a communal special bar that f- constantly fills up, but that means if you have used the specials from each character, you could be low and not be able to do a special attack. Enemies take way too many hits. The battles are way too long for basic enemies. And unlike other RPGs where I can kind of um, take some of the cost away of new equipment by selling my old one, that's not an option here. So I have to just constantly collect cash. So I have to keep going through the same area, smashing the same stuff, grabbing the same coins. It's like a lot of tedious work for a kid's RPG. And at first I was like, so this will be like the first RPG you introduce your kids to so they can move into something like Final Fantasy Dragon Quest. You, you can you can say baby's first RPG, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Um <clears throat> No, because I wasn't I wouldn't go that far with Adventure Time because there is some weird adult humor in there. Um but yeah I guess that'd be the best <laughs> best word for it. But it's not. It, it it really isn't. It's it's a harder to succeed without doing a lot of monotonous tasks RPG. And that's not fun for anybody. Um, there's better Adventure Time games, so there's really no excuse for this. Uh, like, get the Lego set for Lego Dimensions. They'll probably cost you next to nothing. I don't know if that's increased since they're off of store shelves now, but... Um, the Lego set's good, for sure. Yeah, so grab the Lego Dimensions set. Grab the Lego Dimensions game for probably next to nothing for PS4 or Xbox or whatever, and play that to get a better experience for Adventure Time than this. Um, or grab the 3DS games or the PS3 games or whatever. Buy any other Adventure Time game, and I'm sure they're better than this. The ones I've played on. Um, or, if you want to start your kid off with an RPG, grab Dragon Quest Eleven. Honestly, that game does enough hand-holding if you want it to, where the kid only can, like just has to work through getting experiences. The characters are fun in that game. There's better RPGs out there. This is not a good one. I've um, heard 
through the grapevine because we haven't played it yet, but I've heard Pokemon Let's Go is super easy. Mm. And I've yeah, heard it's Pokemon, super good. Pokemon's a better RPG for kids. Even, yeah. even if it's not that one, like, any of the 3DS Pokemon games are better RPGs that introduce, especially with Sun and Moon, I've heard those games do a lot of hand-holding in the beginning. Get your kid into that. Play those games. Those are better examples of this sort of stuff. The The money system in this is absurd. That's a horrible way to upgrade characters. Oh, and mandatory stealth segments. So, yeah. Oh, um, no, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And and it's a terrible... Because the character, uh, Marceline, can go and become invisible. But it only lasts so long. And if she gets caught in a battle, she ends up fighting four people in this segment. And I that's when I stopped. I, I was like, this is this is awful. Like, I can't get past this segment because they keep seeing me. And um, the enemies you actually see on the overworld, it's not random encounters. But the problem is, is that unlike Dragon Quest as being the main example, I think, from this year, um, where you see the enemies on the field, it's not touch that starts the battle. So it's unclear how far they are away from you, like when it can, they can initiate battle. I cannot initiate battle with them. I cannot press a button to start. And, like, I don't get a first attack by prompting the battle. It, there's no benefit, basically, to battling because, like, other than it, yeah, being mandatory at times, like, there's no fun to be found there. It's more fun walking around and just jumping in the world. And that's what this game should have been. It should have been just a standard platformer adventure game. Um, somewhat more like Zelda um, because that formula has worked for Adventure Time before where um, again it had a top down game that was just like a Zelda game it did Zelda's 2 formula very well um, yeah uh, I also played Tetris Effect I did not play it in VR that is one of the best Tetris games um, if not the best Tetris game I keep hearing people talk about how good this game is, and I keep seeing that price, and it just keeps turning me off. The the way I can say is there's a lot in this Tetris game. Uh, I can't say that about every Tetris game. I think the only other one that I can say where it was like worth that sort of money, because uh, it's 40 there. Yeah, it's 39 Yeah, it's 50 in Canada. So, um, And it was 50 for Poyo Poyo Tetris. And Poyo Poyo Tetris is... Uh, there's a lot in that game as well, but this is definitely more Tetris. There's no multiplayer in this, unfortunately, but what there is is a, a lot of leaderboards for different modes. There's and not this even game local comes... multiplayer? No. What the fuck? Because it's so based around the visual elements of your thing being in the center of the screen, and I'm not agreeing with the choice. I, I think that's something that they should patch in and work, but I think it's because the pieces do make sound as they move, and are sort of parts of the song. They're not really... I think people have been describing that a little much. Uh, a little too... Um, like, like incorrectly, I should say. They um, they make noise. And, and each level, it changes um, the way the blocks, uh, the blocks look. So, in one level, it's gears, which is a little bit jarring at first. But they make a different sound than the ice stage, or the one where it's, um, is it balloons? I think they're supposed to look like balloons. 99, she's um, love balloons. Uh, it does have a pop wow. song that plays with vocals. <laughs> something, uh, it's not that song, though. German song. It would have been better if it was that song. Um, the, the gameplay is fantastic, because it also has the master modes, which are super fast. Master! I think it's kind of aping the, uh, Tetris Grandmaster... 
style of gameplay. Um, but there's like an endless mode where even if you fail, it just keeps going. Like it, it, it it'll, there's, um, w- like ways to learn Tetris in this game. Um, the adventure mode is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of choices. So if you like playing Tetris by yourself, um, and not multiplayer, because again, that's not an option. Uh, there's a lot here. Apparently there's a Game Boy throwback stage with the classic music in it. I haven't unlocked that because, um, is there was a time unlock from a community event where you could play it for a couple hours, but, um, you have to be level 50 and I'm not yet. I'm at level 11 or 12. Um, cause there's like a little meter that goes up that unlocks new, um, avatars for your online presence and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good Tetris game. Uh, but the way that certain tracks change speed, that also changes the speed of the blocks falling. So I would like to say that if you think you're good at Tetris, give this one a shot because it's probably going to throw you off um, because it's not just the simple. Have you um, got a perfectress yet? I have not got a perfectress yet. I've come close. I got uh, a dodecatress, which is 12 lines. That's not close. 18 is perfectress, son. Yeah, I know. That's still that's harder than you think. Oh, I know. It's um, extremely hard. I suck at But it's, it's a... It's a that whole option of the zone is pretty cool too um because you have to earn it by doing uh like connecting enough lines um and obviously a tetris will give you a closer jump to that but um yeah there's a lot to this game the only thing that it's missing from other modes uh from other tetris uh, releases specifically the ea ones because unfortunately with uh tetris um the Tetris company owns the brand, which is why you can't get the Game Boy version of Tetris on the 3DS anymore. And it's why you won't get the NES version of Tetris necessarily on the Switch. And it's a big pain in the ass behind the scenes. Um, you can't really go and buy the old version of Tetris. Uh, so Grandmaster is made by um, Arika. Uh, you can't buy that. It's an arcade game, but there was a 360 version in Japan. That's not available digitally anymore because Tetris, they lost the Tetris license. EA has made a bunch of Tetris games. Those aren't available anymore. Ubisoft made some. Those aren't available. It's um, I'm surprised Sega has Puyo Puyo Tetris up still. Um, if they still do, maybe <laughs> they don't anymore. I don't know. Um, it's Sega. Uh, but Tetris is known for kind of all right, so the next person has it, so all the old ones have to be sold. It's kind of like the Marvel games that get pulled consistently. Um, they don't have gravity. So if you're used to the gravity where when you connect a line, all the blocks drop separately from themselves instead of like the whole line dropping, including spaces, um, there was a mode in, I think the EA, it may have been carried over to Ubisoft, where they would fall in and fill the holes so you could kind of stack combos by connecting a line and having all the pieces fall into place. Um, that is not available in Tetris Effect. But uh, otherwise, it has the most modes I think I've seen of any Tetris game. Um, I definitely recommend it. I understand the price is a little much. Uh, I think it was worth every penny. And that's without playing the VR mode, uh, which I've heard is very good as well. The challenge mode has to be one of my favorites, though, where it turned the <laughs> turned the, the game, like the stage, upside down um, without reversing my controls. So I had to if I pressed right, the block moved left. That was a pain to do. Um, I played more Soul Calibur. Soul um, not a lot. Calibur. 
Um, when, the, when the fuck is 2B coming? Like, they announced her, like, a month ago. Lizard Man. Lizard Man with his giant penis. <laughs> Somebody made a giraffe out of Voldo. Lizard penis. Lizard that was penis. <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. Because Voldo bit, can walk on his... Scaly. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, also played the Return of the Obra Dinn and finished it. Um... Give context the, the guy that sorry. made Papers, Please, right? Yeah, that's Lucas Pope. Uh, Lucas this is his Pope. game after Papers, Please. I don't think he's put anything out. <laughs> I'm a freaking Pope! Um, there was a demo release for this, what was it, like a year or two ago? Holy shit. Um, and it just kind of had you walking around the ship. Uh, so the, the plot is this ship comes into, like, close to shore, finally. And it's been it's been gone for months, um, or years. I can't remember. It's been gone for a period of time, and so you're going on as an insurance person to figure out what's happened. You get on board and can't access any of the doors, but there's a dead body sitting, um, on the boat. Let the body go back, the and you get this ledger which has a list of everybody that was on the boat, 60 people, um, picture of them, and you're going through and figuring out how did this person die, and you have to identify the person too because you don't know who everybody is right away. So the first body you see, uh, you op- you get this... Um, uh, oh, God. It's not a stopwatch. Um, pocket watch? Pocket watch, thank you. you get this pocket watch that actually allows you to go back into the second of their death. And when you go back, it's actually a full 3D environment that you walk around and you get to see all the people that witnessed the event as well. So it'll you know tell what, you You know book. what this reminds me of? There was a game that came out um, where you could go back in time to solve the murders of people like during a masquerade party. Jay reviewed this game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, uh... The Sexy Brutal. Yes, yes. Like, the everything you're describing reminds me of that game. Um, but you're not living... In the Sexy Brutal, what you're doing in that is more of a um, Groundhog Day, where you're trying to stop Groundhog Day from yes. happening anymore. Yes. Um, in this, what you're doing is you go back in time, you see a second, and then you go back to modern day. And now sometimes those... they'll Like, when you witness event, the door will open and allows you into the second part. That way they don't overwhelm you, though. It's very specifically a game design feature because it's very easy to lose track of which body you've scanned or not. So I, at the end of the game, was missing one memory. And I was like, why am I missing a memory? I had to look it up. Like, who? What? how am I missing chapter one? They're like, you have to access the body from here. I'm like, oh, I forgot that was made because I moved on and was trying to track down and figure out another mystery. Um, this, this, I won't spoil anything because obviously I don't want to. I want you to play the game. Um, people listening, people on the podcast, whatever. Um, it's not for everybody. It's a very much a puzzle game and it's a logic puzzle, the whole thing, but it goes places. The story, it's not just simply everybody murdered each other on board because that's how it's presented kind of at the beginning. Um, but it's so specific on details. Like I can't even tell you how hard this like this must have been to make in certain memories 
you won't notice stuff right away, and you'll have to go through a couple times. Um, it's it's not a spoiler um, because when you start the game, it shows you a picture of people on the on the deck of the ship, and somebody's being executed. And at one point, you had to figure out who killed that person, and the way you do it is so ingenious. It's by firing squad. It's ingenious how you have to do that. And it's small little touches like noticing someone's shoes and a specific memory to know who they are. I've never seen anything so well designed. It must have, it had to have taken the years that it took to make this because there's so many things that he had to make sure worked in the logic of the game. Um, You actually work backwards too. You actually see the end of the story basically. And you slowly work your way back through it. But there's a chapter that's locked off until you kind of finish the game. It's one of the most interesting games I've ever played. Issue is I can never play it again, really, because I kind of know how it ends. Um, but uh, what a what a unique experience. And everybody out there just needs to look up The Return of the Ober Din just to see how it looks. Because what he's done is he's taken a full 3D universe that he's built around this ship and put it in through a filter to make it look like an old Mac game and specifically the monochrome Mac games where they had a lot of pixel work done. Um, but it was only in black and white. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, it's probably going to make my game of the year list. It won't make number one for sure, but it'll definitely be on there because it's my issue is that someone's going to try to copy this and totally fail on understanding how much work went into the logic of the game, like the actual puzzles part of the game, um, and make something that's mediocre. Um, but anybody that's a fan of uh, Ace Attorney, um, Jay Hunter, for the very few people that might know that, um, Point and Click Adventures, and, and I'm going to say L.A. Noir. If you want more of the mystery of L.A. Noir, this is a better example of that, um, where you have to kind of use common sense at times to figure out who's who. Because um, identifying the people is the hardest part. It's easy to tell how they died, because um, you're witnessing it. But to figure out who they are, it's a lot of work. And I, again, I just think that's one of the most unique experiences I've played in probably a decade. And I don't want to play another one though. It was a lot. It was very hard to figure out who some of those people were. But other than that, that's it. That's uh, that's all I've played. <clears throat> all right, we'll move on to the one bird. Get funky. Yeah. Um. So here's the deal. Okay. I played almost nothing. All right. Uh, the. Let's see, what did I play? I played uh, a little bit of Rocket League this week uh, with my son. They have, that game's really different than it was the last time I played it. Um, at least as far as what I remember. Um, but uh, we played basically every mode that's possible, I feel like. Um, we played the hockey one, we played the soccer one, we played the basketball one. Uh, so we, we, we've had a, a good time with that this week. Good game. Um, what's that? It's a good game. It is a good game. It is a very good game. Um, played some Mario Kart this week. Um, played 
some Red Dead this week, although not as much, honestly, as I would have hoped. Um, and uh, making my way through, I'm in Chapter Three now, <laughs> so I'm no longer I'm no longer stuck in the hinterlands. <laughs> um, the uh, so I'm making my way through that, and uh, uh, honestly, that's about it. It's been it's been one of those weeks where real life's kind of gotten in the way. God damn. Um, so I'm glad that I didn't play any um, WWE 2K this week because I have seen and read from quite a few people that the newest patch is creating a lot of problems, um, like crash your system problems. Oh, boy. Um, and I, I read one account of somebody online that uh, their game crashed while playing 2K19 so hard that it corrupted their entire PS4 and they lost everything. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't know for sure if that's a WWE issue or if it was coincidental that that's what they were playing at the time, but I have heard from a lot of people that the new patch is creating some issues. So um, I'm going to hold off on uh, playing that any until I hear that that's fixed. Sounds like uh, the WWE patch body slammed uh, the PS4 on some, bar- ah. on some barbed wire, huh? Ah. 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 See there? Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I spent, um, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of real life stuff this week, so I haven't had as much time to, uh, play games as I might otherwise. What's that? I said, you like, I did real life stuff and I went overrated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. Says the guy who missed the show last week. Yeah, that's true too. (sighs) I'm just going to sip my tea over here. (laughs) One of these days we're going to have a show with like four or five people on it again, and it's going to be crazy. Nah. We're not going to know what to do. Nah. It's, it's never going to happen again because you know Drew. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's not true. I have played something else this week. I have played, and you guys are going to groan because it's a mobile game, but I don't ah. care. Uh, <clears throat> I have played Sega Heroes this week. Has anybody <laughs> seen Sega Heroes? I heard about yeah. this game, yeah. I tell you what, it's pretty fun. Uh, I can tell that it's you know it's just like every other freemium game where they try to steal your money wherever they can. Oh sure. But I mean, I've been playing it for a week and haven't put any real money into it and don't really plan to. Um, but it's I mean I've liked what I've played of it. It's basically it's a match three game, um, but uh, you get Sega Heroes as is in the title. Um, and you basically battle against copies of other Sega heroes um, to stop some, I don't know, the story's kind of lame, stop some sorcerer or something from taking over the world, and she's making copies of all the Sega heroes. Making like the copies. guy from, I was just getting ready to say, like the guy from Saturday Night Live. Um, <laughs> like, nobody gets that joke, because that skit, it, it make you feel old, but that skit was like before 90% of our audience was born. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know, it was like, oh, including me. <laughs> Making copies. Oh they, uh, shit! So, but it's it's actually pretty fun, and it's got a it's got a, a funny little sense of humor. Like when you first start up the game, the first two characters you get are Axe Battler from Golden Axe and Amy Rose, uh, Sonic's hedgehog <laughs> friend. Uh, <laughs> I like how you worded that. And that was by the only way I could think to word it. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because Axe Battler introduces himself 
And she goes, wait, your name is Axe Battler, but you have a sword. I don't understand. That's, uh, that's pretty and good. he keeps calling her a pink rabbit. And she has to keep <laughs> correcting him to say, no, I'm a hedgehog. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty, there's some pretty funny, uh, uh, some pretty funny little pieces to it. The car, the art style is okay. It doesn't look great, but it's got, you know, a bunch of folks from Jet Set Radio and Golden Axe and, uh, Sonic, obviously, and Shinobi, uh, Fantasy Star, uh, Monkey Ball. Surprisingly. Kid Chameleon. And Vector Man and all the other franchises we own, but we're not using. I have not seen Vector Man. I'm surprised. Vector Man needs um, to be all up in there. I I would like to see Vector Man. The um the thing about it is it's got so there are red gems, green gems, yellow gems, blue gems, and these like purple arrow looking gems. And you can have four heroes on your team at any given time, and each one corresponds to a color. You don't get to pick the color though. So, like, if you have two really good uh, yellow characters, you got to make the decision which one you take with you. Um, you can't, like, switch one of them to a different color. Um, the uh, uh, And then the purple ones, you, you basically, as you bust those, you build up a meter. And once it reaches the top, you get, um, you do, like, 10% more damage. So then you fill the meter again, and you do 20% more damage. Fill it again, you do 30% more damage. Um and uh, uh, you basically just you know battle through levels against opponents that are attacking you, and each of your characters has special attacks, and they have these other special attacks that if you break four gems instead of three, you get a star, and then when you use that star, it does another special attack. So it's I mean it's it's relatively deep for a free game, and honestly, you know between that game and um, Konami put out a pixel puzzle game. That you guys ever play like uh, Picross, sure, or anything like that? Yeah. yeah. So Ko- Konami has this pixel puzzle game that is basically a Picross game, um, but it it pulls puzzles from out of their like really old catalog. Um, so there's like Gradius and stuff like that, but it's mostly eight bit Konami stuff. Um, and for a free Picross game, number one, it has a ton of puzzles. I mean, a ton. Uh, and number two, it's, uh, it's actually, it controls better than most of the Picross games I've played on, on mobile. So between Konami and, uh, Sega, uh, some, some really fun little time wasters, uh, for free on mobile right now that I recommend people check out. What's the, Again, uh, what's... Hero, if you're the type of person who can't play a, a free match play or a match three game on mobile without throwing a whole bunch of money at it, don't play this game because it's good and it will make you want to throw money at it. So if you're the type of person who can't resist that, then I got to tell you not to play it. Um, but if you're the type of person that can resist or maybe only likes to throw a couple bucks at something every now and then, then that's fine. You could, you could probably play it and have a lot of fun. But if you're the type of person that's going to throw like a thousand dollars at the next match three game they play, uh, like do something else with your time. Alright. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Alright. I will wrap this up. I know everybody wanted to know if I got the PSVR hooked up in time to talk about it. I did get it hooked up, but I've literally played for five minutes. 
I booted up the. He's never touching it again. <laughs> I booted up the demo, did the PRV, the VR demo disc, because I downloaded both of those yesterday because they are free. Which I did not know that the bundle that I bought came with a disc version of Demo Disc Two, which is weird. Um, but I played Moss for like all of five minutes, and that game seems real cool. <laughs> yeah, I need to get that still. I'm not gonna lie, that game seems real cool. It reminds enough the physical copy is only available in the. <laughs> and not Canada. It reminds me a lot of Super Lucky's Tale in VR where it's kind of like a diorama that you're walking through and then you kind of solve puzzles and it's there's some combat that showed up towards the end of what I was playing and it, it seems real cool. So I'll, I'll go back and play the demo to decide if I want to buy it, but that seems like a neat game. Uh, I will say this about PSVR, it is much more comfortable than Oculus to wear. Oculus is very tight and uncomfortable in some situations, whereas PSVR's headset is very, very, very comfortable. Um, I like all the options that are available for like sliding the lens in and out and the buttons that lock things in place. I really like the headphone thing that plugs into it. It's, it's nice. It's a nice piece of hardware. A um, lot of fucking cables, though, now behind my entertainment center. <clears throat> Because there are a lot of cables for this son of a bitch. And now I have a camera hooked up to my PS4 so that the world can spy on me. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Sony. Um, but as far as other games, like I said, I am not playing Fallout. I am not playing Battlefield. I, I do have a copy of Battlefield. Um, a good friend that also runs another site um, sent me a code for it since I gave the code for ours away. Uh, but he sent me a code for it, so I downloaded that on the PS4. I might check that out this week. I'm interested to play that game. Uh, but the stuff that I did play, I booted up Final Fantasy 13 since it, the X patch went live this week. Um, I'm really impressed with what they've done with these X patches. They really do feel like solid remasters, whereas then they're not. Um, but Final Fantasy 13, and actually the whole trilogy, is kind of a special case because not only did they upgrade them... <clears throat> excuse me, with X enhancements, but Squaresoft sent over um, up versions of the cutscenes that Microsoft then added into the download that you get when you put your disc in or when you buy it digitally. So now the cutscenes are like displaying, <clears throat> I think I saw somewhere that it was originally like 576p, and the new versions are running at like ridiculously high. It's not quite 4K, but it is ridiculously high resolutions. So, I mean, those games are like night and day as far as how they I, look. I have to assume it's taking all the PC assets. No, no, no. These So, <clears throat> the way these games work is that Microsoft does a pass over. That's why not every game gets this. So, the software that does the backwards compatibility um, just runs it in a, in a 360 shell. But when they do these upgrades, so they've done them for, like, the Orange Box and Crackdown and I think Halo 3 and a few other games. But they do a run-pass through them that cleans up all the textures and raises the resolution to 4K. They don't use PC assets for them. Final Fantasy XIII is the first game that they've ever actually added anything to the the back-compat files, and it was just the cutscene movies. So, for instance, Final Fantasy XIII was initially, like, 14 gigs on Xbox 360, it is now 30 gigs to download. Just because of the cutscenes. So, um, then it works, I guess, like the 3DS does. When you see the emulation of 3DS that looks cleaner, 
mm-hmm. because the scaling on the actual hardware itself is yeah if you if you high really, res image inside 3ds game itself if you really want to see how good the software is that microsoft is running on the x or the on the xbox one for back compat pull out a, i know this is a, a, cr- a crazy thing to even consider pull out an original xbox and play something like conquer which looks really good in and of itself but every original xbox game got a full 4k pass and when you see the original Xbox games running on the original hardware and then on S or X, it is literally like, it will blow your mind how good that software is that's that's upscaling these games. It, it looks ridiculous. So, I hope to see more X patches for 360 games, because the ones that they have done are absolutely stunning. So... And some games are real rough on back compat. Like if you've played Splinter Cell, what is it? Uh, Conviction, I think was the or Blacklist. And say so they're both. I think there's three on them. I think Double Agents also backwards compatible. But Blacklist was one of those games that was very near the end of the 360 lifecycle, so they were trying to put more on there. Like there was that was one of those games that had like a a five gig install of high res assets which still weren't very high res. Mm. So playing that, it looks really rough. But when you pop in something like Final Fantasy XIII, it literally looks like an Xbox One game. Like, that's how clean it is. It just looks incredible. So, really good job on those. I'm, I would love to have infinite time to go back and play those, but I don't think that I will. Um... I also checked out the Tomb Raider DLC, so they released the first new tomb. Uh, it is lava-based, and it is very visually pleasing. It's just a tomb, so if you're interested in that giant you know, tomb puzzle stuff that's in there, it's good. Um, the biggest catch to this one is that they added co-op, so you can play through it with a friend, which I think is really cool. Oh... I booted up, I bought Valkyria Chronicles 4, I haven't played it yet, I booted up, played through the tutorial, but that's not enough to talk about. It's on sale 50% off this week, so that's why I picked it up. Um, Spyro, Reignited Trilogy. So, I'm in the camp of people who played Spyro sporadically, like I didn't get deep into it, like this wasn't something that I was super nostalgic for, like Crash Bandicoot. Um... But I have to say that Toys for Bob has done a really good job bringing the series back. It looks good. It plays good. Um, the stuff that they added is really cool. Like, the dragons now all have unique looks and personalities, as opposed to the original game where they all just kind of had the same character It model. was the same build, and then it was like, okay, beard one on this guy, beard yep. two, hair on this guy. Like, literally, these dragons all have, like, clothes, and some of them have instruments. And, and yeah, I've seen that the... It's very, very cool. Some characters have been like almost fully redesigned where they're not even recognizable, especially yeah. come Spyro 3. Yeah, like this game... And the thing about Spyro is, is a lot of people want to compare it to things like Crash and Mario. This is not that game. This is like a collection game. I, it's like you, it's, you... The platforming is the challenge. It's never... It's a weird thing because the whole point of the game is to go to the different worlds, find the dragon, collect all the stuff move on. Like, that's what well, you do. I think a lot of people's last impression of a good Spyro game um, being 
Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon is more like I don't want to use Banjo Kazooie, um, you know, Donkey Kong sixty four, Super Mario sixty four, where it is that collectathon where there is a bunch of stuff to collect, but at the same time, there's certain objectives in the stage. While one is very clearly like get the dragon, leave. Um, but like three had like, oh yeah, you have to win ice hockey to get the dragon in this stage in this particular spot and stuff. Yeah, it's um, not like that in the first game. That's that's where no, I'm not at, right at all. Now. Two is two is usually the game where it people refer to as the best game in the Sparrow original trilogy because that's when it started to be more like the contemporaries. The yeah. first game is very kind of straightforward. Yeah, yeah, the first game is very much point A to point B, collect it, get out. And there's not a whole lot of... There's some exploration, there's hidden things. What I like about the achievements in this game is they built them off of, like, the hidden stuff. So, for example, there's um, there's a guy in the overworld that has an egg that runs around the, the top. And if you catch him, that's one of the achievements. Or if you set a certain bush on fire in one of the levels, there's an achievement. Like, it's little hidden things that are not... Actual fun achievements. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just... Not... You know, did you collect every diamond in the stage? Oops, you're missing one. Have fun. Oh, God. I've, I've done that for the first two stages. I've got 99%, and it's driving me insane. But somebody told me that Sparks kind of looks towards the next one, so maybe I can go back and collect them now. <clears throat> and the last game that I've been playing a ton of is this, I'm still playing Chasm. Um, it's so weird because there's a little bit of roguelike in there. Bill, but it's like surprised that you're still into it. Well, I, I haven't run into any of the roguelite stuff, but then again, I haven't died. Mm. So maybe that's the thing here, because I don't know what happens when you die. Like, I'm in... I've almost completely explored Dungeons 1 and 2. I'm in Dungeon 3. I've got three of the powers. I've got the lantern, I've got the slide boots, and I've got the um, the wall hang. Um, I know that the next big one that I need to get and it will probably be in the third dungeon, is the double jump or the wall jump, whichever. I can't remember what it is. But, like, there's a lot of areas that I can't explore yet because I can't double jump or wall jump. So I know that's that's the next thing that I'm going to get. But I've beat the bosses of the first two dungeons. Um, I think it's really cool that there's stuff in this game that's kind of environmental puzzles that the game doesn't explain to you, but you kind of figured out, like, I came to this door in the second dungeon that had a, like, a combination lock on it, and there's three numbers. And the, th- the thing that's cool about it is you can't look up a walkthrough for it because every seed has a different combination. So, unless somebody went to the trouble of making a walkthrough for every single, you know, seed, then it's impossible to know what the code is. And the code is hidden in a painting in the level, but it never tells you that. Instead, like, there's shapes on the combination lock, and then you run into this room, and, like, I was just running around exploring, and all of a sudden I noticed in this room, I was like, there's three paintings in this room, and each one of them has a certain number of the items that are on the lock. Mm. And I'm like, that's cool! And then I went back and tried it, sure enough, door opened, and I moved on to the next area. But I'm having a really good time with that game. I really enjoy the combat. I like how it's kind of... I don't want to call it Soulsy because I hate that word, but like every weapon has a different attack animation, so you kind of got to get accustomed to it. So, so while it's, it's like Symphony of the Night, where 
every weapon. Actually, yeah, you could use different weapons in that, or was it come the next? No, no, Symphony of the Night, you had uh, two weapons. You had the uh, regular weapon and an offhand weapon, which is exactly what Chasm has. Um, the offhand weapon being your magic item, so you can. Say... No, I meant like more like, do you get spears in Symphony of the Night? I can't remember. Oh, because you could in later, you could in later Castlevania, Metroidvania sort of ones where, like, if you use the spear, the spear was a very different feel to the like the. There was two-handed swords, and there was a single-handed sword, and there yep. were knives. And knives can move faster than the normal sword, but the sword had longer reach and all that stuff. That's so. exactly what we're talking about here. Like in Chasm, okay. you can get spears that poke. They have longer range. Um, the whip has a really great like range. Then you'll get two-handed weapons that have awesome like arc range, but they're super slow. Yep, that's slow. exactly out of the later Castlevania games. Yeah, they're so super slow awesome. to attack. Like The whip has been my favorite weapon, but unfortunately I've out-leveled it at this point, Mm -hmm. so, like, I'm not doing any damage with it, and I'm getting used to, like, I've gotten really good with the two-handed weapons timing my attacks, because it has such an arch that I can hit the candles, which give you magic points, and enemies at the same time. You just have to know when to tap that Y button so you can do your little backdash, a la Symphony of the Night, so that enemies that attack you. Uh, I did run into the first enemies that poison you, which is a giant pain in the ass, because that effect lasts forever. So I had to run back to town and buy a bunch of uh, potions so that I could cure myself of poison. You're playing this on Xbox? Yeah. yeah. It's How's on It's on everything. It, it plays I know. great. How... Okay. It plays great. Like It's real tight. It feels good. It feels like a classic 2D you know, uh, Metroidvania kind of control scheme. It's got a real nice jump. Um, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to getting the double jump. Like I noticed there's like eight power ups that you get. They're called artifacts and each one of them gives you a different power to explore more of the level. Um, and I've only got three. So I'm like sitting here thinking to myself, wow, I've been in this game already for now, like three or four hours. Like, how long is it going to take me? Because I'm trying to explore everything. It's one of those games where it's got the, the, the square by square map. And when I'm stuck, I will literally go to the map and look for the room that has a door next to it that I haven't been in. And then I'll run up there and, and get it. It has a it has a really cool fast travel system, which I finally figured out how it works. So each dungeon has a main hub room. And there are four uh, fast travel points in there that you have to unlock by getting to that point and opening the door, and then you can literally go to the hub room, switch between dungeons in the middle portal, and then at the four corners of the, each of the fast travel points. So, took me a little while to figure that out, because again, the game doesn't tell you anything. Like, it doesn't give you any, like, oh, you can use this to go do that. Like, it never tells you anything. It just expects you to figure it out. And I I think that's kind of cool because, there, you know, I was running everywhere for a while, and then I finally was like, oh, I think I figured out how these points work. So there are orange rooms on the map. Those are the four corner ones. And then the big one in the middle, like, if I go to any one of those, the portal's there, and I can switch between the dungeons as long as I've been to that dungeon. So... But no, I really enjoy that game. I'm having a ball with it. I feel like that might end up on my top ten of the year. I'm I'm enjoying it that much. But then wow. again, there's a lot of games out this year. And I still haven't played two of my most anticipated games because they're not out yet. So, But we'll see how the end of the year rolls in. Speaking of which, you want to talk about what's coming out this week? Yep. It's a little slow. Uh, first up, we've got Achtung Cthulhu Tactics. Okay. Man. Yep. Cthulhu yep. just 
getting a run on everything. He is. This is like his second game in like two weeks. Cthulhu 2018. ATV Drift and Tricks Definitive Edition. Uh, Battlefield 5 for, you know, everybody who paid normal price for it. That's out this week. Uh, Beat Saber. Okay. Bendy and That's the... That's coming out on PS4 finally. Yeah. Bendy and the Ink Machine. I didn't know what this was until last week. And then I watched the trailer it's, of it. It looks really fucking cool. It's, uh, isn't it, though, just a jump scare game? I don't know what kind of game it is. I just I was referring to the art style. It looks oh, really fucking yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the toys? Yeah, yeah. They're at GameStop. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, they've been everywhere for a while. Yeah, the art style being the sort of classic um, Disney Fletcher Brothers look. Yeah, Cuphead style, like 30s. Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boxing Apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Uh, Crow, the legend. I don't know the legend of Crow. Sorry. Uh, is it like, it's not the Crow. No, it's no, no, Crow, no. It's legend. Crow colon the legend. Uh, oh, it's an animated movie that's having a game tie-in. Okay, well, we'll move on. Farming Simulator 2019. Uh, flashback. I'm assuming that's a physical version of the indie remake that they had. Uh, it's not a remake. It's just a. It's just a re-release. I thought they remade Flashback. No, they did. That was Ubisoft years ago. That one's pulled off the store. I think. I don't even know what the fuck is happening anymore. Gundemoniums. That's a game. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution: The Secrets of Doctor Wu. Ooh. What? Uh. The second DLC for Spider-Man called Turf War is out. Uh, Mecha Wars Desert Ashes. Uh, Omen of Sorrow, assuming that's a physical release of that game, because that game's been out for a little while. Squishies. Valkyria Chronicles 4, the two Valkyria. That's that's a mouthful. Uh, YouTuber's Life, OMG Edition. Storm Boy. And Titanic VR. Uh, I am the hero. World of One. Whatever that is. I don't. I didn't. Nothing for 3DS. Let's look at the Switch releases because they're always ridiculous. We've got on the Switch this week uh, a lot of the stuff we've already talked about, plus Motor Racer 4, uh, Warframe, finally making its Switch debut, Desktop Soccer. Whew, this right here is, ooh, this is a mouthful. Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 2, A Bleaker Predicament. Anyway, uh, Battery Jam. Oh, god damn, this next game. Whew! There's some jokes you're going to want to make. Don't make don't make them. Bibby and Tina, Adventures with Horses. <laughs> uh, Bibby Blocksburg, Big Broom Race 3. Wow. Yeah. You sure you're reading off the right website? I am on GameFacts.com. Gem Crash. This is probably one of the coolest 
announcements. Miss Explosion Man is coming to the Switch this week. Which I thought that was an Xbox exclusive for a it, long time. It was. It's it was not. an Xbox Live Arcade game. Um, that Twisted Pixel finally left Microsoft. They must have still had the rights to the game. Now it's coming to Switch. And if you have not played that game, it is super cool. Yep. Both those games are good. Yes. Uh, Nidhogg 2, finally making its way over to Switch. Panda Hero, Party Hard. Please don't touch anything. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't... That's probably going to be quite a bit. Um, that's a game that's pretty good, but I mean, it's not long enough, and I'm sure it'll be like 15 dollars on switch so skip it but it's a pretty fun game if you like solving puzzles uh we've got steamberg waku waku sweets i almost said streets i thought that's what it said uh word sudoku by pogi and zeus quest remastered finally forever forest is out on friday all right, let's take a look at the PC games. Holy shit, are you kidding me? Um, we've got Bible Test, in case you wanted to test your knowledge of, of the Bible. I feel like this right after this, you're about to say, like, Waifu Simulator 2019. <laughs> nope. Yeah, don't play both at the same time, you go straight to hell. I don't know, yeah. maybe you should play both at the same time, because you definitely need Jesus. Well, there is a simulator that I want to tell you about. It's called the Adolf Hitler Humiliation Simulator. What? Yeah. This is <laughs> This is why this is why people don't respect PC games. Okay? Yeah, this is why you need like I know when people are like, "Well, how could Steam say no to the adult?" Cuz you know what? If you're running a store, maybe you shouldn't carry shit in it. You know? Well, just in case that game wasn't enough for you, you can also pick up Hentai Shooter 3D: colon, Christmas Party. <laughs> Wow. Also, in case you ever wanted to know what it was like, you can play the Elon Musk Simulator Part 2. Oh my you God. put everything in tubes and then make a fire. Uh... Then you call somebody a pedophile. I was getting ready to say, <laughs> then you call somebody a pedophile. <laughs> you Remember, cl- include this is off the record in your email because that doesn't do anything but make you feel like it should be off the record. I mean, we can't get any better. Than, oh, wait, we can. We've got Royal Booty Quest, colon, Early Access. It's the Royal I version. I don't the like the fact Royal. that they wrote colon, Early Access, but I do appreciate the rest of that title. All I've right. never played anything that's all called right. that. Though. All right, all right, all right. Okay, you ready? I got I got two for you, back-to-back. Kitten Love Emulator, followed by Hentai Horse Racing. I did it! I am okay. the champion. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. Oh, I don't don't Google I, don't Google I'm not, that. I'm smart enough to use the Steam search. So. Holy crap! I think we're done. I think I think that's it. That's the one. We have really hit rock bottom. Okay, so the, rock bottom, rock bottom. The kitten love emulator. Do you do you remember the game LSD that like never actually released in? On PS1 in the US. You're talking about the, like, trip shooter? It was like, no, it was like you just walked around a 3D space that was like... Are you sure you just weren't doing drugs back in the 90s? Dude, I was like, do you want want me to say my age till you feel old, or do you want to just get by (laughs) that? Dude, I graduated in the 90s. You can't make me feel that old. I was born in 92, so... (laughs) 
There you go. <laughs> I was a teenager. Anyways, it looks like LSD. Like, it kind of looks like LSD if somebody that was like way into Japanese anime. Um, it's weird. And then the other one was, I don't know if I'm type I was going to say, if you, you, you got to be careful of what you put on that keyboard. And you start typing hentai horse. Oh, okay, God. so it's... I don't even think there's... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, so the title says hentai horse racing. When it says buy the game, it says buy red dead hentai horse. Oh, God. And you know what the worst part is? The worst part is, is that I think they just wrote hentai to have people click on it. Because the stupid game is just a person running over what appears to be the earth on a horse and nothing more. Just a lot of the Japanese anime dragon things flying around and stuff. They're tentacles. Ugh. Fucking Steam needs to fix their shit. It's terrible. Get your shit together, if, Steam. I think if literally if they just banned the word hentai, I think they'd solve a lot of their problems. Probably. I mean, we're solving the Steam algorithm right now. Like, come on. All right. Um, news. There was quite a bit of news this week because no, we did XO eighteen last week. That's right. Uh, so that's done. What was the God damn it, I just had news and now everything's fucking Black Friday deals. <laughs> I did not plan this properly. Uh PUBG is coming to PS4. Okay, just like I thought, nobody cares. Yeah, yep. like I, okay. you know great, <laughs> I suppose. Now that now that they're number two, they're coming to number PS4. two. Mm, you forgot about Call of Duty. Yeah, okay, so none of the number three. <laughs> I did forget about Call of Duty. My apologies. Uh, Telltale, Games, Telltale Games is officially closing. Uh, all their games were being yanked from Steam this week, which means you will not be able to purchase them anymore. I, I saw some people that were like, I have to scramble to get them. Like, if you own one, I'm going to be honest. You got the rest of them, you're good. Yeah, you got the rest of them. You know how all of them are going to play. Just read it. Watch it. Somebody's played it. Just watch them at this point. Um, to go back to the Black Friday stuff, not to discredit it, there's a lot of great deals this week. Uh, Sony's doing a bundle for the regular PS4 and Spider-Man for $199. So if you do not own a PS4 and you've not played Spider-Man, fucking uh, no excuse now. $199, it's a killer deal. Yeah, um, Xbox being one of the best games of the year. Xbox, so good. Yeah, Xbox is also doing bundles, 100 bucks off on Xbox One X and Xbox One S. I saw a bundle yesterday that had an Xbox One S, Battlefield Five, and Red Dead Redemption for $199. Red Dead Redemption 2 for $199. Uh, PSVR wow. is 100 bucks off every bundle, so the ones without the Move controllers are 200 The ones with the Move controllers are 250 It's a really good price. There's a hell of a lot of games on sale. I saw Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, 10 bucks. God damn. So, um... Never, never do we get sales like this in Canada. I mean, Not there's one. It's ridiculous. Like the only game that wasn't on sale this week, I think, was Pokemon Let's Go, <laughs> because it just came out on it Friday. Came out, yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you're looking to pick up some of the awesome games that came out this year, Spider-Man's like forty bucks. Uh, God of War is like thirty bucks. I mean, like I saw Forza Horizon Four for like thirty bucks. Uh, I saw Assassin's Creed Odyssey for 30 bucks. So, yeah. If you haven't played a lot of these incredible games from 2018, and now is the time 
to do it. God of War is currently 30 bucks in Canada, which is going to be the lowest it goes for a while, folks. So if you're in Canada, grab God of War at your local Walmart. It's $30 right now. They have a ton of copies. That's insane. Good. Yep. And also, just a note, Black Friday has officially begun. It started today, which is just bonkers to me. Because it's not. I mean, Thanksgiving's still four days away, man. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh... I think that's it for the big news for the week. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about it, but um, <laughs> but it watched the Detective Pikachu trailer. I did. Holy I did. shit, that looks kind of good. I think it looks um, great. <laughs> man, I, as someone that played that game and reviewed that game... Good God, that movie looks fantastic. Don't play the game. Don't oh. play the game. Don't play the game. Don't think you're, I'm going to play the game first, so I feel like don't play the game. That's totally different from the game. The The general plot's the same. The, the That is way better than the game ever was. Man, I, I, I got to say, I'm not a Pokemon guy, but I kind of want to play, play Pokemon Let's Go, and I really kind of want to see this freaking movie. So we have we got uh, Jacob Pokemon Let's Go for Christmas. It came uh, day before yesterday. Nice. Obviously, it's put up until Christmas. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, we we took a different approach this year. We uh, we decided not to buy him anything for Christmas that has to do with video games or screens. Oh yeah. So we're trying to go old school. So we're yep. getting a lot of like actual toys that you play with. <laughs> right. So that was that was kind of our goal this year because we you know we've got him so much stuff that has to do with screens and we're like you know maybe we uh, maybe we back off on that a little bit yeah so but I did just buy us Mario Party and we played that together a few times and that's that's fun stuff Super Mario Party good stuff um that's really all the news let's go ahead and do the tweets we don't have any emails. This will probably be a short show, but let's run down. Chad says, enjoying Red Dead 2 in first person. Set the camera for first person when on foot. Reduce the head bob. And third person when riding. Takes a little getting used to at first, but makes for a much more immersive experience. Um, I purposely... I can't, do it in, I can't do it in first person. I've tried. I can't. The only thing I do in first person is explore houses. Um, there is one news story I purposely left out because we had a lot of tweets about it because obviously it's a big fucking deal. But the next tweet, Chad says, with the reveal of Sony's new patent, I, oh, sorry, wrong tweet. We can cover that one now. We'll get, we'll get, we'll we'll get back to the news. We'll get back to, let's, uh, let's go through the tweets. Somebody does bring up the big news I'm talking about. With the reveal of Sony's new patent, I have a feeling they are moving towards a games as service model that, uh, than what people originally expected. Their patent, least, their patent supposedly will allow emulation to up-res and increase frame rate without altering the source code, which is exactly what Microsoft is doing with the Xbox One X. Um, I think with this, and obviously the rumor that came out this week that Microsoft is looking at releasing a diskless Xbox One next year, that we're kind of at the point where discs are probably going to go away in the next two or three generations. I mean, it just seems like an. Yeah, obvious... I guess in the next two or three, maybe, but like, they're still the going to be around even without this. Not going to be. Yeah. In the next generation definitely not going to be discless because the same issue that uh, I brought up in our email about seventy six is that the story that we're talking about? 
Next. Fallout 76. Oh, no, 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 no. That's... Okay, so I mean, Fallout 76, all... if you bought the PC version, you got a cardboard disc with a download code, which... That I get happens it. a lot, yeah. But I, I, I get it. The issue is, is that... And I have a feeling the game has some issues on the end of not being fully completed anyways, but what they could have done was print a disc. It's not that expensive to print a disc. With most or at least some of the game on the disc to offset the amount that you're downloading. So is not everybody has a ton of, and I, I realize when you're saying like, oh, so they're going to play an online game with a data cap. Yeah. But like, would you rather use your data cap? Most of your data cap or a percentage of your data cap downloading the entire game? Or would you rather be playing it? And so there's the problem. There. Let's, so let's back it. up for, let's back up for a second because people actually went and did some research on this. So, all of these news stories were brought up about the Xbox One version of this and Spyro and a couple other things. That's because that's how it works if you're connected online. If you disconnect from the internet from Xbox Live and you install Spyro, it installs the whole thing. Huh. And the reason it does that is because the patch that came out for the game after it was released had all of the corrected stuff in it. So it grabbed that version instead of what was on the disc. And they didn't do it as a patch. They just redid the whole game. Exactly. Because a lot uh. of times a lot of times when you patch a game, there's problems in the code that require you to download the whole game. Overwatch players, and I know there was a joke on Twitter this week about if you talk about Overwatch on the show, I'm going to kill you, show up at your house with a shotgun. Which was, a, it was a joke. Don't take it seriously. We're, we're poking fun. But... Overwatch just recently finally cleaned up all their code, so the latest patch that we got, we had to download the whole client again, so it was like a 20 gig download. That happens sometimes with poor coding. Killer Instinct was poorly coded when it first released. And that's fair. That's yeah. fair. My issue is is that like at least at least Spyro has a you know if you fucked up fine, but if you disconnect from Xbox, there's still stuff on the disc. Yep. The the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five is bullshit, where it's like just the you could have stopped after Train. you said bullshit because Tony Hawk's Pro right. Skater Five is a but terrible. But what I'm game. saying is that that's a that's a prime example of something that wasn't finished. But more importantly, something that the disc is almost useless anyways because a that game sucks and b the um th- there's nothing on that disc basically. There's the very basic like training area and that was it. Um, Fallout 76 should have something on there. Like, the, the, if they didn't build this game fully from scratch. There should have been some assets that they could have offset onto a disc, even if it's just DVD, and allowed people to download part of that. Because the people that are buying physical copies likely have a DVD drive. They wouldn't buy a physical copy then, you know? Like, it's you You got to figure that some people are... St- like, we're not so far ahead in terms... Especially the US and Canada um, aren't far ahead enough where being able to download everything is okay. We have to offset that somewhat. No, absolutely. Discs. Like I said, it's, and, and it's the, gonna when be they a talk while. about like we're trying to remove discs fully, that's fine for some people and that's if you, you want to do that, that's cool. I mean I don't have the issue. I know and you don't have the issue. But like to some people there is. So when we say like the thing with Xbox talk like them talking about it is you know Xbox is still gonna support their disc system because they're very good at being consumer friendly but with sony potentially doing it i have a feeling they'll just everything 
Yeah, I think but I think after this, a while, I think this all goes into a larger conversation, and I'll go ahead and read the rest of his tweets so we can talk. Okay. He said, "I think Sony may be planning to fulfill Ken's dreams by opening their almost entire catalog on PS Now, allowing 4K L, uh, upscaling and increased frame rate with a new premium tiered subscription model." Also, I think they are planning some hybrid cross-compatibility between PS4 and PS5, allowing all games to be played on either system. Newer titles will have lower res and frame rate on PS4, but will benefit from super sampling. However, PS5 will be the staple. Uh, If any of that actually pans out, it will start to make consoles more superfluous, and bridge game streaming is the way forward. Console owners that do not have a robust bandwidth and will benefit without forcing them into a subscription model. And this goes back also to the Xbox rumor that came out this week about the discless Xbox One, where Microsoft was going to allow um, kind of like what Voodoo does with movies for disc to digital. So you can take your disc and for a small fee, like for movies, I think it's like $2. Um, But you can transfer the license of that movie to a digital version and you still get to keep everything. For the games, the rumor that I saw was that you take the disc to like a GameStop or a Walmart and you give them the disc and they give you a code for the game. That's fair. So, and that would be great for me because I kind I want to do that. A lot of times I'll buy a game on disc and then like six months later I'm like, oh, it's on sale for $5. I'll buy it and give the disc away or trade it in. For the ease of having it on your console. Yeah, because there's a lot of times where I'm sitting in, you know, like when I sit down to play games, I'm relaxed. I'm sitting in a nice big comfy chair. I'm kicked back. And I'm like, oh, I want to play, like, for example, I have Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition. But it's on the disc. So I'm like, well, I could get up and switch the disc. And I know that sounds like a first world problem, and it totally is. But sometimes it's the convenience. Like if it was just digital, I would probably play it. But since it's not, I'll play something else. And, like, I would just prefer to have everything digital. Like, I'm like every t- I'm doing this with my movie, so Voodoo allows you to do that for the $2. So every time I want to watch a movie, like, say I get a hankering to watch the other night, I want to watch Predator. I'm like, I want to watch Predator. So I grab my disc, scan the barcode, pay the $2. I have it digitally now in HD. So I can just watch it whenever I want. How do you do that through? What do you do that through? So if you Google Voodoo Disc to Digital... Um, yeah. You have a Voodoo account, you log in, you scan the barcode, it'll read it, and if it's available for disk to digital, it'll say, okay, do you want to convert this to your library? Cool, pay $2, we'll make it a digital copy. Hmm. So I do that, yeah, I do that now so that I have my movies digitally, just saves me time, and eventually I'm looking forward to getting rid of all my discs, because I think they're just ass. So like the last two movies I bought, I bought digitally. I bought Solo digital, and I bought Ant-Man and the Wasp digital. They're cheaper than buying the disc, and I'm going to be honest with you, when I buy the disc, I watch it once and I put it on the shelf because it came with a digital code anyway. You know, the sad part is in Canada, most of the time digital is not much cheaper than the disc. It's uh, The difference here is... Uh, 4K, because that's what I buy now, because I have 4K mm. TV, they're $30 new. Digital versions of 4K, 20 bucks. That's $10. That's a big difference. I have a feeling it's probably 30 bucks for the Blu-ray, or 35 bucks for the Blu-ray of 4K, and $30 for the... like. <sighs> it's our, I'm telling you right now, I, PS4 games, some of them are more expensive digital, because what they've done is they've like, oh, okay, so the exchange rate but the the publisher has made it so it's less expensive. Oh, that happens. Disc. That happens here all the time. Like, like it's. But that's the same issue with movies and like music. Like you're paying this. The, the way they how they justify it is you're paying for the convenience of it. It's like well, I can buy that 
album for thirteen dollars after tax or whatever, or you can just go and buy the CD and rip it. See, it's funny because here it's it's totally the opposite. Here they want you; they're they're trying to incentivize the digital by making it cheaper. Because places like because Walmart owns Vudu, like that's their service. And I'm going to be real honest with you: Vudu is by far the most robust library of digital movies. Um, so that's where I have all of my stuff, but I also have every account connected. So let's say Amazon puts a movie on sale for five bucks. If I buy it there, Vudu will have it in its library because they're all connected for me. So I, um, iTunes, Microsoft movies, Vudu, movies anywhere, like all of my accounts are attached to Vudu. So Vudu has all of my movies now. So <clears throat> it's just real convenient for me to be able to watch movies digitally. Like, I picked up Creed this week. I wanted to watch Creed because I'd never seen it. I picked up Creed in 4K for $10. So. Have you watched it yet? I did. I watched it last night. That's that a good movie. So good. That is a good movie. Yeah. I love I, that movie. I wanted to watch because I hadn't seen it yet. I wanted to watch it because I'm totally going to watch Creed 2 when it comes to yep. digital. So, I mean, I watched Rocky 4 yesterday. Come on. How can I not want to watch Creed 2? Drago, baby. But anyway, <clears throat> no, I totally get where you're coming from, Anthony. I know a lot of people don't want to give up their discs yet. Well, I'm not even. I'm not even upset about the disc. I really don't give a shit at the end of the day because I know most of these games need patching, anyways. Like my No Man's Sky disc, yeah, there's something on there, but it's like at this point, it's if, nothing. If it's you, just, pl- yeah, if you try to play that game without being online, I've heard it's ter- even worse because there's the the game that's on the disc. And it's original release patch. Yeah, there's a big jump there, so it's almost unplayable on the disc version. There, but it's just, it is that, it is that knowing that, like, especially in Canada, we are screwed for internet. Like, like I, I'm, I totally, I'm lucky. Yeah, I totally get why people want discs, like the preservation of games, and you know, people always bring up the argument about licenses, and you know, this game will be delisted at some point. But then, like, you look at games that change so much with patches over time that if you went back and tried to play vanilla version of that game, it's just not the same game anymore. It's a totally different game, and you're like, "Mm, maybe I don't need to preserve this because this is a bad version of this game. Yeah, I mean, like, the only reason I know always say I've bought, like, something physically, and your response is always like, why? Um, but like it is in Canada, there's not enough of a difference to make it worthwhile for me to not just go to the store and buy physical and support a local business. I um, still, I still enjoy having physical media. Me too. A lot of people I mean, do. And I have, like, I, I kid with you and I joke with you about it, but I personally, I don't care what you prefer. I prefer digital. If you prefer physical, that's fine. That doesn't well, bother well, here, here, With video games, it's almost at the point where there's the, the it, even I have to question sometimes if I'm just going to get it digitally. Because, um, like, I bought Tetris Effect um, because, you know, I like having a Tetris game on my shelf to some extent. Um, but it was also the same price digitally for me. So I, I was like, well, why would I bother buying the digital version? Yeah, and, and, and that's... That... Some of the download off of the disc because it's not going to change that much off of what it originally was. That's, um, so you know, that's where I got cheaper than digital. Yeah, that's your mindset. Whereas with me, I'd be like, oh, it's the same price digital? Hell yeah, that's more convenient. I don't right. ever have to put a disc in. So um, just a mentality like, I can thing. tell you why, like, as someone, because I know I said it on the podcast before, I buy CDs. Um, 
you know, it's this with the thing with video games is when they patch stuff, it generally, generally, like we talked about earlier, WWE 2K, what is it, yeah. 19? Yeah. It 19. got worse, right, with the patch. But most of the time, video games attempt to get better. But then there's things like with music, uh, specifically, where there's licensing issues, songs are pulled off of Spotify. Um, the artist doesn't like something, and I'm specifically referring to a rapper I do not like, but he went and changed a bunch of songs. So if those per- people that listened to the original release of that album on <laughs> streaming um, what, like like those versions, they're not available anymore legally because the what he ended up releasing was... Is like those are gone. You wipe those over by rewriting over top of them. So I buy physical media still to some extent for that preservation aspect. But if you're buying new discs for video games to preserve them, don't bother because it's not the game that everybody knows. A lot of this stuff is still being worked on. When games go gold, what they've said is there's enough to print to a disc because I like even Soul Calibur had an update. I didn't buy it that far off uh, I, after release. It's you know? no longer news about a day one update. It's news if a game doesn't have one. Or it's news when it's huge and it's almost a full reinstall of a game. So what's on the disc type of question. But like, you know, it's I, when I bought, um, oh God, when I bought Mighty Number no. 9 physically, because I apparently have poor decision making skills, um, it came with a digital version of the PS3. And it came with a digital version of the PS4 game. So I questioned if anything was on the disc. And lo and behold, that game's on the disc. Uh, you know, it's weird stuff like that. But, like, at the same time, that game has been updated. It's not amazing by any means, but it's okay. Um, but, yeah, don't buy discs of new games. If you're going to preserve stuff, you got to look like PS2. Because even PS3 stuff started getting updated. The, the Honestly, older Xbox 360 games are kind of the last of non-updated stuff. Because even 3DS cartridges get updated. Yep. It's it's a it's an ever changing world of how video games work and I totally understand the preservation. The last thing I want is for something to not be available going forward. Um but then again some people take it to an extreme and I really don't think we need to preserve Fester's Quest. I'm just gonna put that up. I don't think like I'm sure there's people that still are like, I really wish that like really wish they had Sam uh Afro Samurai too. Which was pulled like days after release. Yeah, I have a copy of that game. It is awful. Yeah, and I'm sure there's people that are like, we need to preserve this. But no, at the same you, time, like, no. You don't need to preserve no, you don't. that. Just, just let that go. I was like that with music for a long time because I used to get CDs from people because like, they were offset their collection to me. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to hold on to this country CD I'm never going to listen to. And then I was eventually like, no. No, I don't need this in my life. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Nivek gives a hype uh, a possible scenario PS5 launch window with Last of Us 2 and Death Stranding think it can help the launch um, that's kind of like asking if Microsoft's launching with Halo Infinite you know the next Xbox launching with Halo Infinite and what's the other big game Fable like of course it's going to help when you yeah, have right. a killer app at launch it's going to kill let's go back to Nintendo 64 it had two games but you know what it didn't matter because one of them was one of the best fucking games ever made <laughs> Pilot Wing 64 that um, game's real good but it ain't no Mario 64 Mario yeah no, no. Um, yeah I mean that would make sense I, um, I think people would I think people would show it just for Last of Us 2. I know there's a bunch of people that would do it for Death Stranding, even though they don't know what that is. 
Um, but uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. I know it doesn't matter at all. But the um, yeah, I mean that's obvious. I think it'd be nice in comparison to what PS4 released with Killzone, baby, and Knack. It's so it's like so bad. Well, where was our resistance fall of man? Because it also feels like the the this should have been in there with a mediocre title. Xbox oh. One and PS4 launch was so bad that the best title at for either system was Dead Rising Three. And while I love that game, it is not a system selling piece yeah. of software. <laughs> yeah, because like Last of Us Remastered didn't come out for another couple months, right? Yeah, and. Like, if you want, honestly, yeah, Ted Rising, and then I think the follow-up would be um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Which was already on 360 and PS3, so, mm-hmm. you know. And let's not forget that that was the year Call of Duty, oh god, was that really bad? Ghosts. Ghosts. Like, Ghosts. that was the game that came out that year, and it's like, god, you don't even have a good Call of Duty. <laughs> it's a nightmare to work. Oh man, that do was bad. Do you have any bad. PS4s in stock? Like we got ten. Oh, we do have Xbox Ones though. No, I'm good. No. <laughs> we got like twenty Xbox Ones, and we're like, oh god. Yes, and that thing was uh-huh. packed with the Connect for five hundred. Man, fuck off! Like seriously. Ugh, such a bad. Really fuck that that company up. That's that's that whole launch was bad. It was bad for both, but it was worse for Microsoft. The whole. Use games bullshit, packing in connect. You didn't have a killer app at launch. It's like ugh. let's not forget. And I know I'm kind of shitting on him purposely because I know he's a developer now. Adam Orth writing, just deal with it if you don't have good internet or whatever. Ugh. Then he was let go from Microsoft. I'm pretty sure. You know, Microsoft had the right idea when they launched Xbox One. People were just about three or four years from being able to accept it. Because let's be fair, a lot of the games now you have to be online. Let's, let's just yeah, and <laughs> I, I also think their TV concept was pretty smart and like is now abandoned fully. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to be like Jay was having this problem. He's reviewing Hitman too. When you play that game offline, whatever you do does not save to the server, and you can't upload it later. And it's like that's bad. This is what they were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, whatever. Anyway. It, it, it's, again, it's Don Matrick and his way he presented all that stuff. Oh, he was terrible. He was, terrible. He was fucking the worst. Uh, Chad says, who had better animated films in the 80s? Bluth with Secret of Nim, American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Land Before Time, or Disney with The Black Cauldron, Fox and the Hound, Little Mermaid, Oliver and Company? Um, Disney, I'm going to say. I think the Disney movies are better movies. I think the Don Blue stuff is better animated for the most part. Like, like excluding Little Mermaid, Blue's work is better animation. But like, listen to fucking some of the songs in those movies and stuff. Like, they're not as good movies. Well, I mean, it's Disney. Disney has like a bar of quality that's so damn right. high that. But yeah, Blue's could certainly draw. Like that's mm-hmm. some incredible animation, and who doesn't love Fievel? Come on. Yes. It was a lot of five. Uh, Dustin says, is Sony moving towards directs like Nintendo? We're getting Here comes the, the, the conversation we're going to have. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, it's no, weird. I didn't even think about it. So they're skipping E3 since uh, one show resulted in them top of this generation. Does that make Microsoft the default winner or will Devolver put up a fight? <laughs> so 
Sony has announced they're not going to be at E3, and not just no press conference. They're giving up their booth. They're not even going to be there. Which, in turn, Microsoft and Nintendo both came out and said, of course we're going to be there. It's E3. So the question has been this week, is Sony dropping out because they are A, arrogant Sony and we don't need to be there, or is it B, they just don't have anything to talk about this year? Because let's be frank, the games that are coming out this year that they've announced, we know Days Gone is probably coming out this year, although it keeps getting delayed. Dreams, next year. Dreams is probably coming out this year, but again, that's a game that keeps getting delayed. Last of Us, they claim it's coming out in 2019. Mm, we'll see. Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding has another decade on it. No, uh, that game is not coming out in 2019. Like, And they're yeah. not ready to say the words PlayStation 5. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably part of it. Yeah. You so, know, I... I, I... Maybe I'm maybe I'm naive when I think this. I think it's partially. They, you have to remember they did they canceled PSX this year. Yeah, that's the other part of the story. Is this is back to back events that they're like we out. Yeah, but I I also think why would you present? Here's kind of the so when you present an E3, you present to a mixed crowd, and I think that. Why would you present to a mixed crowd when you can present to an audience of your fans? So I think they're making a smart decision and deciding to hold back stuff for PSX. Well, here's a... They're probably going to show up at Paris Games Week. Here's a big counter to that argument. What game show... I think they're arrogant, too. Well, no, but here's a counter to that argument. What gaming conference... Every year draws mainstream media. What is the only conference that draws mainstream media? I don't think they need that. But that well, they may the or point, may not need that. Where they're mainstream enough that if you're you're either in it or you're not, and they don't need the people going. This year, Nintendo. You has say that new Switch you console. S- you say think- that, but let's go back to 2014 when Microsoft announced that the games wouldn't play. Um, used games games. wouldn't play on your console. Guess what? People still fucking believe that because CNN reported it. But but, but I'm okay. You're absolutely correct. You know how they could have avoided that if they did it at their own. Well, sure, but you can't get so positive word of mouth. It's just Sony, like you can't get negative. But what I'm saying is it benef- there's no benefit to Sony to be at E3, especially if they're not releasing a new console. Why would you bother? Because you, you still would go into sell your the own old press one. conference and save everything for your fans where you're going to get hard, like get a better reaction. And you can point with all your um, all the people that are inv- – all your investors. You can point to all your investors and go, look at the response we're receiving on this. I don't know. I just feel like... Here's the thing about dropping out of E3. I'm not saying Sony's wrong. They don't have anything to show. It makes sense for them to drop out. Okay? But, let's say history repeats itself, which in the gaming industry seems to be a regular occurrence. Am I right? Hmm. Let's say Microsoft kills E3. Gets everybody hyped for the new Xbox. Xbox comes out, becomes the top-tier console. This makes it a thousand times harder for Sony to crawl back up that ladder. And, and you know what? It took them a whole generation good. to do it last time. Fucking good. 
I mean, they've been pulling bullshit for a while. You know, right. like, oh, we can't do we can't do uh, cross-platform play because you have to understand that the the safety of our things, and now they're doing it. So you could. We they already proved it with Fortnite. Epic had proved it by an accident happening. That you know what, like, good. The best comes out of you when you're behind. But the difference, I think, this time now is that if Xbox gets ahead, they're still going to be plowing through because they uh, have enough plans. I I don't know. I I think. This is a very strange conversation to be having, considering the year that both Sony and Microsoft have had this year. Um, because comparing the two, there's really no comparison. Oh, for sure. No, Sony's um, killed them so on every level. The um, so I, I think the the concern about Sony's not going to be at E3 this year, and so now Microsoft's going to get back in this race. Um, Microsoft's got a hell of a lot to show before that becomes a reality. Oh no, I, uh, I'm under I'm under no that, uh, I'm under no false pretenses that Microsoft is going to catch up. They're done for this generation. I'm talking about next generation, which is really soon. And it, by giving away your booth, you have to to get your space back. Is not just I want my space back. No, sure, but the but at the same time, if if Sony can can believes that they can run a conference on their own, right? Um, the at the end of the day, what makes a difference? is the games. And how many people at this point are talking about E3 from last year? Nobody. But everybody's talking about what a great year Sony has. Why? Because they had great games. But but you also want to know something? I think part of this might be the fact that the response to this year's E3 was fucking (laughs) mixed at best. Sony's press yeah, conference but, at E3 was terrible, but their games were right. incredible. Yeah, and and right. it didn't it didn't hurt their 2018 at all. Well, it can't because all those games coming out two years from now, as per Sony's E3 conferences. Right, but my point is that when the games come out, that's what sells consoles and makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes news headlines. I, I I agree. You know, God of War probably has leaked into what we call consider mainstream, even though I'd argue video games are mainstream. So that's a pointless. For the for the people that aren't playing video games, I'm sure they've heard about. But you walk into a store and they will have stand outside of Walmart saying Mario Kart 8 now on Switch or whatever. So I I be, I am of I don't the think opinion, E3 is necessary in general. I I am of the opinion that E3 was an incredibly important and relevant uh, factor in gaming when gaming was more niche than it is now. And the more and more that gaming grows into a larger entertainment medium, the less and less important it's going to be. Because yeah, E3 was part. important when you gathered a whole bunch of enthusiast press together and gaming wasn't as mainstream, so you had to get all the enthusiast press together to cover everything. It's less important now. I mean, there are video games with commercials on the Super Bowl. Like, the E3 yeah. is less important than it was 10 years ago, period. Um, and, you know, we all love it, sure. And the, the enthusiast press loves it. But at the end of the day, um, what it's going to come down to from a console standpoint is um, where, number one, where the big multiplayer games end up being played best. Um, who hits first with the best price and games, exclusive games. That's yep. what makes the difference. 
That's how Sony won this gen, was they had the cheaper price, they had the narrative of being able to play used games. And they had the games. Well, eventually. At, at launch, it was pretty bad. Sure. It was across the board bad on both systems, but they got in with the price and the the, the narrative about used games. Like, that was what kicked PlayStation off. That's why we all bought one. When people ask us what they should buy, we told them to buy a PS4, and it trickled down. And it got to a point where it was just... And then once they you know, once they had got to that point, they got their foot in the door, then they started pumping out these games that are just fucking ridiculously good. Well, and the thing about it, too, is not only are they pumping out games that are ridiculously good, but their two biggest games this year... Spider-Man's an established property, obviously, but <coughs> excuse me, that the game series is all brand new, and God of War is a reboot, a complete reboot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's fresh, right? Um, Microsoft's biggest challenge, I think, is how many people do you know that are still excited for Halo and Gears? Uh, I mean, there's a Halo, lot, but they're not yes. nearly as vocal. But I think Halo also, I think the fans are also going, I really hope it's not like the last one. Yeah, and they've been like that the for the, they've been like that for the last two. Like, Halo 4 yeah. came out and everybody's like, ah, it's fine. And Halo 5 came out and they're like, ooh, this ain't really good. Well, so, it doesn't, it's not Halo, but... You know, it's, it's... Microsoft is probably doing what they need to do, and I've criticized them for this every time since they announced, you know, they had Ninja Theory and all this, blah, 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 blah whatever. Even if you don't have the game ready to show, fucking announce it. You need people to know you're making this game. Right. What, the rumor of Fable is still floating around. That's right, the it. rumor. But Microsoft hasn't come out and said that's what I'm saying. I was one. agreeing with you. You're right. The, the 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 rumor that Playground is working on a Fable game, and fa- they, they've announced they're working on some RPG, but they have not announced what that is. There's no <laughs> word about it. It could totally. Fade into vaporware. And don't tell me Microsoft's not above doing that because they announced fucking Battletoads with text. Yeah, it's true. Don't tell me they're above just saying, ooh, here's a CGI trailer. But this and is at also the, the company that announced Phantom Dust remake. And that never came. I get that. I get that. But and those they were also third... announced, what was the, uh, the Dragon one? Yeah, but those were third party developers. These are first-party people. Put them out there and say, hey, we're making a fable. Hey, we're making this game. Hey, we're making that game. Ninja Theory's making fucking this awesome third-person action game exclusive to Xbox. Just say it. Because at this point, you're completely losing people because you're like, come on, XO18. Let's watch that. Two hours. What they talk about? Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 4, State of Decay 2. Fuck you, those games are out. I want new games. That's my point. Tell people yep. you're making new games. Fuck you! Those games are mediocre at best. <laughs> Forza's not That's mediocre. Forza's I don't know, man. Forza. I've seen some of the Forza wheels and the... No- that looked pretty rough. I don't want to win houses. I want to win races. Nah, nah. Thanks. Forza Horizon 4 is an incredible game. State of Decay 2? Sea of Thieves? Ugh, but come on. Anyway. Sea of Thieves. I was, we were talking about games, not experiences. <laughs> Social simulators. Motherfucker, I can uh, vomit on the bottom of my ship all over my partners. I I don't care what you do in your free time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we were talking about video games? Anyway. I, 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 here's a little bit of a hot take. I think part of this, and I, I, I'm not saying it's the cause, but I can also see in the extent of just reducing the amount of shit you have to see online. Because that does not help. When you go and search Sony, PlayStation, E3, 
reaction or whatever, or just Sony PlayStation E3 and all the reactions. There's a bunch of smarmy assholes on the internet that make their jokes, who will shit on everything, and it looks bad to if the average consumer, if you go to search something up and you've heard, oh, I wonder what they announced or something, and then the responses are all negative. Right. Uh, let's be frank, most responses online are negative. You're absolutely correct, but it's like, <laughs> you might be going to just look up the stream of the conference, and unfortunately, someone who has more views takes the top spot when you search, right? And that person might be wearing a trench coat in front of a red background, but it's the you point forgot is, the, You is forgot that, the fedora. Uh, I, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, holding a dildo bat. Um, the... <laughs> But it's stuff like that, though, that I can understand from the point of saving your devs the flack, too. I get like, it. I, I, but you know at this I mean? point, like, there's, you're... There's, 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 to some extent, I feel like this isn't necessarily the worst decision anybody's ever made. Not even based on the fact that maybe E3 is... like Remove E3 from the talks of it and just the shit you have to deal with when you hold an E3 conference. You have to put money into it. Like, fuck it. I understand. It's a lot of cost-benefit to just go, fuck this. I'm out. I mean, even Nintendo, by reducing the fact that they don't have the press conference aspect of it, probably saves a ton of money. Sure. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, speaking of Microsoft, Dustin says, so Winter of Gaming, I'm assuming he meant Winter of Arcade, was announced. I'm betting it's below Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Battletoads, and Cuphead DLC. I can tell you two of those are false, because Ori and Will of the Wisp is 2019. Battletoads ain't even a fucking game yet. More Cuphead DLC, really? Cuphead DLC they haven't brought out yet. They announced it, but they haven't brought it out oh, they I didn't realize they announced it. I'm sorry. I, I was like, wow. Ever, the only reason why I said that before, when back speaking of E3, when I said there's no way Cuphead DLC will be <laughs> And then I was absolutely wrong. Yeah. Um, it's because everything has to be hand-drawn with them. So it's just it's a lot of work, like more work than normal, because every frame is hand-drawn. Yeah. So, so uh, but, when they say we got DL, like, what if they announce DLC? I'm like, that's absolutely insane. But I think they said that DLC is 2019 as well. So the only game on uh-huh. there that I believe is below. I think below has to come out this year at this point. So I think it's part of Winter of Arcade. But those other three, that's not happening. I don't even remember below. Oh, I do remember below. Yeah, that's the. Um, oh God, what's those guys' names? Capybara. Yes, they've made a lot of great games. But Below has been in development so long, and people have talked about it so much. Anyway. Uh, he also says, finishing up my second playthrough of Detroit. I still favor Heavy Rain, but this is a close second. It's fun seeing all the different outcomes. That is... I like that game more than I, more than most. Uh, everybody seems to want to criticize it for it trying to touch on a subject that maybe they shouldn't have tried to touch on. But... I enjoyed that game. I want to see Ellen Page nude. Uh, Stop it. Uh, it was a thing that he did. I know. He's a weird guy. I don't like him. Okay? I don't. I couldn't... I, I, again, I know I've admitted this before. I could not play this game because the, the main title sequence creeped me out. Oh, there's a tweet about that in a minute, but hold on. Uh, Dustin says, Red Dead has no liar's dice. Two out of ten. There's my hot take. <laughs> Yeah, it does suck that they took the liar's dice out. DLC um, and replace it with dominoes, which oh, I, I don't not like. A fan. I don't like dominoes. Cliffy B says he's done making games. Doesn't that make? Doesn't he make that statement every year? Uh, I feel like you're right. I 
I, Every time something goes poorly for him, yep. I don't care. Like, Cliffy B's made some incredible games. If you say that's not true, you're crazy. He worked on Unreal. He worked on Gears of War, both incredible games. But, yes, since then... Jazz Jackrabbit. Jazz Jackrabbit is a classic. Uh, Star Citizen has over 2 million in crowdfunding and has a free play week coming up. Anyone checking this game out, will it ever finish and live up back to expectations? What was what was it? Star Citizen. Oh. I, <laughs> I answer... The reaction... I, I answer no to all three of those questions. I have zero yeah. interest in that game. And I'm a, I'm a big space sim guy, and I'm just not really interested. We'll see, I'll no. see how everybody says it is. I... I don't know how you can have a free play week when you don't have a fucking game done. It's um, the same way you can release but, an expansion pack for a game in early access. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> the, the fuck this game. Um, fuck the fact that they keep getting money for it, too. Um, I'm glad that person won their lawsuit and got their money back. Um, and, uh, no, I will not be playing it uh, because there's not a game to play. And uh, if I want to play tech demos, you know, there's probably better ones out there. And... Uh, no, this game's never getting finished because he's doing the feature creep, which is the same reason Duke Nukem Forever took so long. This is that the person in charge just keeps thinking of something that they should do and then tells the team to do it so they can never finish the fucking game. Cool. Um, have you ever heard of the Textorcist on PC? You have bullet hell dodging while trying to type out enchantments to banish evil. Looks really fun. Hmm. That sounds like an up. interesting concept, like typing of the dead or something. Uh, oh, but... wow. It's pretty neat looking, actually. Yep. Well, maybe it's cool. Uh, been playing Tetris Effect, and that's a must-play for PSVR. The music and visuals add so much to it. Something everyone should experience. Hey. It's an expensive experience, by the way, but still. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know if I got my PSVR hooked up in time for impressions. I already went over that. I played five minutes, but I'll get back to you next week. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV announced uh, their new expansion, Shadowbringers, and it looks really good. comes out early next summer. Also, they announced the Blue Mage job is coming in the next patch, and a new playable race, the Bunnies from Twelve. Oh, boy. <sighs> they really need to bring this game to Xbox so I can have an excuse to play it again because I refuse to play it on PS4 just so I, I don't I, kill all my time. That's how I was reading that. When you were reading that beat, <laughs> all I could hear was, come on, Ken, cave. Cave, Ken. Cave. <laughs> I love that game so much. So you, know, you know you want to. Oh, I totally do. I Fill love your soul. I totally do. Uh, so my wife watches Grey's Anatomy and I kind of know what's going on in the show and who the characters are from having it on in the background. Recently, I learned one of the characters voices Lara in Tomb Raider. Mm. Sorry, Lara in Tomb Raider. And another is Marcus in Detroit. I can't escape from it. Yeah, Camille Luddington doing an American accent. Well, I mean, a lot of characters from video games cross over. Like, the dude from GTA V was in The Walking Dead. Yeah, playing um, Trevor. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're character That's how he looks. I know it's... Yeah, they're character actors. So, I mean, you're going to see them in a lot of places. Um, Dustin also says it's crazy how much influence one streamer can have Ninja has been playing Final Fantasy XI and it's in the top 10 on Twitch and there's been a surge of new subscriptions ridiculous but I'm glad the game is getting more recognition why the yep. hell is he playing Final Fantasy XI I don't know that seems like felt a, like it I guess I was going to say that seems like a weird thing to play right now right 
considering 14 is a better game. Uh, he also says, I'm glad Ken told me about the main menu of Detroit. It's so cool and can easily be missed. What's, what is going on over there? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had yeah. to move my mic for a second. If there, if there was a award for best title screen, Detroit wins it by a country mile. That thing... Most so uncanny valley I've ever had to experience in my life. <clears throat> it's so good. So uncomfortable. So good. Um, Blue Apple Blue says there is 192 million mobile gamers and 85 million console gamers. I don't know where you got that number. Um, when do you think we will have a gamer in the house? How about the White House? Drew for president. I'm pretty sure there are probably people in you know the government that play video games. Oh, right? absolutely. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I think your I think his response is like, uh, you know what? Here's the best way I can put it. When all the old people that are like curmudgeons leave, then you'll definitely know that someone has played video games. But right now, walking in a bunch of old white guys who don't know what the internet is, yeah, I can understand they probably hey, don't play video games. Hey, this show is a bunch of old white guys. <laughs> no, no, you exactly know who I'm talking. Go. If you need to know, look at the um, the when they had uh, Mark Zuckerberg testifying, and he had to explain basic concepts to them because they don't know anything about technology. <laughs> Those are the people that are in your government. You know for a fact that they aren't playing Pac-Man. I I don't know. I chuckle at a lot of that stuff. I watched some of the hearings for the the oh, what was he? Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Yeah, and like hearing him say things that you clearly know are not what he or what is he is saying they are. Come on, man! All you gotta do is pick up your your phone and type it into the Google. Yeah, <laughs> has a little flip phone that he pulls out. How do you I'm, access Google? Like, I'm gonna use it. Do you think that excuse will work with other people when they ask me like, "What did you just say?" I'd be like, "It's a drinking game." <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's a drinking game. <laughs> Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. What is that? Ah, uh, it's a drinking game. Ah. Anyway, that's oh, all. Oh, yeah, that's there it is. Awful. One biscuit reference to the fucking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Did it, did anybody see the video of the dude from ICP trying to drop kick Fred Durst on stage? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> What ass. year is it? It is not 2018 when what's his Shaggy Two Dope is trying to Shaggy drop. Two Dope and Violent J. Shaggy Two Dope. That's the dude's name. I know that's his name. He's trying to drop <laughs> kick Fred Durst. Why is Fred Durst on stage in 2018? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I like white rappers. If right. if. I swear to God, when I saw that video and that headline, it was totally the Robin Williams moment of what year is it? Like it was. Just... What year is it? Whew. Anyway, that is it for the show. If you want to tweet us, that N4G podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at ZTGD. Anthony is at NTRSKT. And Wombat is at WombatRP. You can also follow the site at ZTGD Content. Uh, don't follow Drew because he ain't here and he don't talk anyway. <laughs> Just kidding, Drew. Love you, baby. Drew for president. 
Uh, you DML can, Fury. You can send us uh, emails to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, hopefully Drew will be back next week to give us his thoughts on uh, West Virginia. The two biggest games. Of Mountain, Mountain Mama, Take Me Home. But anyway, I think that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, we can get out of here. I don't think so. Alright. Appreciate it, Bertrand. Rest in peace, Stanley. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.